listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we talk a lot about how client outreach is so vital to your insurance business. We are diving in the deep end of email marketing with industry expert Aaron Cassover. Aaron is the founder of Agent Methods, a company dedicated to helping insurance agents with their marketing and sales efforts. He's back to chat about client outreach, email campaigns that work, and how Agent Methods can help insurance agents get started. Welcome back, and thanks for being here, Aaron. Thank you for having me, Sarah. It is great to be here. It is great to have you back. Last time you were here, we talked about how Agent Methods empowers agents to learn about technology and then take control and be at the helm of their own websites. Today, we're taking that momentum a little bit further into email. Now, email, it's a great way to stay in touch with clients. We've talked about that here on the podcast before, but getting started with that, that is not always easy when marketing is not your specialty. Lucky for us, Aaron, email marketing is your specialty. So let's start out maybe with why email is so effective as a marketing strategy. That is a huge, huge (laughs) question. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, you know, honestly, I, it's something I, I often see where it's not effective. It's done wrong so often. And last time I was talking to you, we, I, I shared a Thanksgiving story mm-hmm. about how, how an independent agent had saved my Thanksgiving with my father and my family. And you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But I have a new Thanksgiving story. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and now most senior market agents might not track this very closely, but there is, there's a big day, the day after Thanksgiving. So Mm -hmm. of course we have Thanksgiving and the day after is a day that I call unsubscribe Friday. (laughs) Now, (laughs) maybe it has other names, but this is the day where every retailer who has ever somehow gotten a hold of your email address suddenly is screaming at you for your attention and your inbox gets flooded. Did that mm-hmm. happen to you this year, Sarah? That happened to me very, very much so. <laughs> I got emails from companies that I don't think I have interacted with for probably over a year. Yes. Yeah. So, it, so it's unsubscribe Friday. It's the day that we all get to go in and unsubscribe from so many emails to, to clean up our inboxes. It may have a different name, but that's, that's how I spend the day. And a few weeks later, there's another really big holiday. I'm sure everybody knows about this one. It's a huge holiday, happens in December every year, and that is my birthday. Yes. I'm a Sagittarian. That's that's a a big day. (laughs) You know, your birthday, we celebrate that worldwide. Huge day, huge day. (laughs) And and the day after my birthday has become Unsubscribe Friday Part (laughs) 2. Because that's the day I discover who has figured out what my birth date is. Right. And... I get all of these happy birthday emails. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are from, you know, from my aunt. That's great. Old <laughs> friends. I love those. But the mortgage broker from a few years ago who I, I barely remember emailed right. me. And it, it was very clear. It was just, you know, a system generated birthday email. Mm-hmm. I got one from a bicycle rental company in Colorado. 
Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Who? What? Oh, right. I rented a bike from them on vacation and had to enter my birthday in. Oh, my goodness. And so they emailed me. It was nice of them, but, you know, it was not very yeah. genuine. Every single right. bank I've ever had an account open with emails me on my birthday to wish me a birthday. Yeah, yeah. And, and so this, you know, the day after my birthday is the day I go in and, and get to unsubscribe from all of these emails. And every year it happens again. Somebody gets a new system that sends out these emails. Now, I'm not against birthday emails. Mm-hmm. But I think just, you know, that the point here is if you're just emailing on Black Friday, which I guess is the official name of Unsubscribe Friday, <laughs> and on somebody's birthday, you're emailing right. to them. If that's when you're reaching out and the rest of the year it's crickets, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to work very well. Okay. And the, the point here is that if there isn't a relationship, my aunt has a relationship with me. So right. when she emails right. me, it's like, oh, that's so sweet of her to, think, to remember me today. But the bicycle rental company in Colorado that I haven't heard from, the mortgage broker from years ago, that's not a relationship. It's just, right. it's clear it's a system generated email. Now, I don't subscribe from everything on these days. So when Unsubscribe Friday comes, there are some questions I ask. Do they add value to me? Is is there some value in my life that they add? Throughout the year, have they been helping me? Besides asking for me to come and buy from them on on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, have they been adding value? It's a good question. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a good question. Is there more than just them trying to get me to come spend money with them going on? Mm -hmm. Are they making me smarter? Do they educate me? Do they keep me updated on important things throughout the year? Do I feel like they invest in me as their customer? Right. And do I have a relationship? And so if I say yes to those things, I don't unsubscribe. It's not like I'm just a cold, heartless unsubscriber out there trying to not get email. It's not the death toll for all (laughs) birthday emails here. Right, right. I I welcome emails if Mm -hmm. it's from somebody who's adding value to me as a consumer. Okay. And... So this is, you know, something that I think about, and we talk a lot about email, like we're talking about today, and it is this super powerful marketing channel when it's done right. Mm-hmm. And if it's done wrong, it falls on flat ears. Certainly, right. you know, we, we can talk all day long about spam and yeah. why you can't just go buy a huge list of 100,000 people and just blast your message from the hills and, and expect to make sales. There's no relationship. There's no value added. You're just trying to disrupt somebody. Yeah. But if, but if there's a relationship, if there's if there's trust, if there's value, it's a different story. Right. So how do we prevent that from happening? Because I'm I'm hearing you say this and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, how many how many of us are guilty of that ourselves sending out perhaps birthday emails or birthday communications to our clients? And that is the only time we're reaching out. Yeah. So, so this is where you, we want to think about what the foundation we're setting is. Yeah. You know, what what are we creating in order to send these birthday emails? Because the birthday email is, itself isn't bad. No, it's just, no. It's just the the what else happens throughout the year. Right. And, so how can and, we how can we make them effective? Yes. So so the buzzword of the year, or maybe the last couple of years, is marketing automation. Yes. And. There's lots of tools out there to help you automate this marketing. And certainly that's where these birthday emails come from. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to agents, I talk about marketing automation. Often I say, oh, yeah, you mean like, can you send birthday emails? Yeah. That's, that's the first thought. And, and <laughs> so I want to talk about what else we can do besides that. Okay. And I think about this in different categories. There's three 
different kinds of emails. And and actually Ritter is a great example of this. The you know, the emails that you get. I'm not going to unsubscribe from because you're you're doing all three of these things. Thank you. We yes. certainly appreciate that. <laughs> we don't inspire anyone to um or at least we don't aim to inspire anyone to um unsubscribe, but I think, you know, when marketing isn't your specialty, it's not always easy to understand maybe the why behind doing some of these marketing strategies and maybe how to do them differently or how to add once you've you've crossed that threshold of okay I have I have my list of people I can email mm-hmm. I have the information to send them this birthday email which like you said it's a great outreach mm-hmm. but what do I do next mm-hmm. yeah so the the foundation of this the the this the kind of the the floor is a monthly newsletter Okay. And I like monthly newsletters because they, you know, they're on a schedule mm-hmm. and if you do it well, you can send it to all of your contacts. And the focus here is not on making sales, it's not on pushing product, it's not on generating quote opportunities. The focus of your monthly newsletter needs to be on adding value to your audience, to to your customers, to educate them, to show them that by being your customer, their lives are better that they're smarter, they get more resources and more knowledge because of that relationship. And if you do this well, your emails will go every month and they will get opened and paid attention to because it's things your customers care about. Of course, that gives you a chance to have them see your name, see your logo, your picture, your phone number, and just kind of remember that you're there. Mm -hmm. So it builds this trusting relationship that gets stronger over time. So that's the foundation. Okay. And then on top of that, you can start to run educational campaigns. Okay. And I I say educational for a reason. Education can be about products. And done right, if somebody has a gap in coverage that you can fill with a product that they need, and you Mm -hmm. educate them on that, your education comes first, but you're actually creating a sales opportunity as well. Right. And so running those educational campaigns, if there's that foundation in place, gives the opportunity to, to connect with your customers teach them about things that that you can help them solve problems that they might have that you can help them solve mm-hmm. it's also a chance to talk about the value of independent agents and the benefit that you bring the fact that your services don't cost them extra right um, you can you can talk about information about the products they've bought so you know right now is a great time to talk about you know you bought this new product during aep mm-hmm. if you have questions let me tell you about the resources that you have available to help you get these questions answered Right. And so it's a great chance to go back after a sale and help customers both solidify the relationship, but then also get the most out of the purchase they made through you. Of course, these campaigns, you want to make sure they they have a call to action. If you're telling them about a new product or if you're telling them about how they can get help, things they need to know, having a clear call to action, which is which is an instruction on what they should do next. Mm-hmm. That if you stand if you stand five feet away from your computer and you squint. You can still see the call to action. Yes. One thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great chance to drive people back to your website to learn more or to a landing page to go and and request more information to help move them along the process that they want to go forward on. Right. And you want to make sure, like you said, very important one, one call to action. Yes. It's easy to get excited about the different opportunities that you have to offer your clients and, you know, say, do this, go here, subscribe yes. there, put your name here. But yeah, in any kind of email campaign, like you're saying, you want one one call to action, one thing that you want to be the takeaway from that particular yes. message. Yes, one call to action. And it, you're right, it's so easy to get excited about, well, 
there's dental and vision plans and there's travel plans and critical illness and long-term care and there's so many things and then fill up a page with with buttons and links and just create analysis paralysis right so with those different products what you can actually do with those at least what i would kind of do with those and i think what we try to do here at ritter when we send an email out about any kind of new product or anything typically it's you know we're messaging about one product like we will be Mm -hmm. talking about a dental vision hearing product so that the call to action is well if you want to learn more about getting started with this product or how we can add this product to your portfolio the call to action is really taking that next step, which, mm-hmm. you know, we hope that that will be maybe somebody calling in that will be, like you said, linking to a landing page where maybe there is a resource there. Maybe it's a form that they fill out to kind of capture some of that information where you can either use that. Say if you're an agent, you know, you can use that, get their contact information to be able to reach out to them with a phone call. What are some other examples. Well, the, the thing you want to not do is have no calls to action. That's true. And, Very true. And, <laughs> and you often see, you know, it's like, let me tell you about dental vision plans. Mm-hmm. And then it ends there. <laughs> and, and there's sort of a hope, well, you know, I don't want to be too pushy. So maybe they'll, they'll go to my website, they'll leave their email, go to my website, find my number and reach out to me. And you need to give people that step. Being creative about calls to action is a great way to mix things up and keep people engaged. Mm-hmm. And so I find the more concrete the offer is, the higher the response rate is. So offering quotes, offering a, a free download, mm-hmm. offering a 30-minute consultation that people really understand exactly what they're going to get. It's right. going to get higher, higher response rates than set up a consultation or discuss your options. Things that are a little more ambiguous where you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So coming up with something really, really specific that people can go and get or do uh, seems to get better response rates than more general calls to action. I know one of the biggest things that I like adding in when I talk about any kind of content or anything that we have available here at Ritter, um, as far as like our eBooks or our guides go, one of the biggest points I try to pull out from that is, you know, those tangible things, the PDFs, you know, you're going to get a cheat sheet Mm -hmm. on how to do this. You're going to get a questionnaire that'll help you with how to do this. I think those are really good examples because like you said, it gives them not just an idea of what they're going to get, but it also gives them an idea of, it gets them thinking about the process of how can I apply this? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to get this thing, it starts their wheels turning that they might start thinking about, okay, well, if I would add this, maybe I do want to add this. They might end up taking more than one action based on the fact that you gave them that concrete thing that teaches them how to do something or is going to teach them how to do something that sort of gets them started down that path. I like kind of how you mentioned agents sort of feeling like you're being pushy if you Mm -hmm. give them that directive. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that we can really step away from that type of thinking and kind of think, you know, rather than seeing it as pushy, see it as laying out the path of the journey that you want them to take, kind of the path of least resistance, if you will. Totally. And if you are thinking through that process as you're creating your content or whatever it is, you know, plotting that out, mapping it out, and you get to a point where you're not sure where it goes next, 
then you have to ask yourself, how is the person consuming this content? How are they going to know where to go next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think probably one of the biggest questions that I would have as far as all of these different marketing pieces go, for you and I, we've been in sort of the business. We've worked on some of these pieces. We have a little bit of an understanding of how to create these pieces. How does agent methods help agents who really have no experience with email marketing whatsoever? Yeah. So we, we're kind of skirting around the hardest part of all of this, mm -hmm. which is which is writing the email. Okay. Yeah. Creating the link, right? Right. Coming up with the email, you know, building it, getting it all set up and tested and looking great. And the truth is that that takes a lot of work. Yeah. And often I ask when I'm talking to groups of agents, I, you know, how many of you ever sent an email? You know, lots of them raise their hand, but how many of you sent an email in the last 14 days, you know, email campaign? And then all the hands go down. Yeah. And what I think many agents have discovered is that you can go sign up for Constant Contact or MailChimp and get a free account and spend three days, two or three days kind of figuring it out, getting your list uploaded, getting everything set up, designing your email, using their templates, writing your content, sending yourself a test and tweaking it. And three days later, you send out the email and get great results, amazing right. results, mm -hmm. and then never do it again. <laughs> it's, yep. it's because it's time consuming. It it's a lot of work. It's hard to do on a consistent ongoing basis. And if you're sending out a monthly email newsletter and a couple campaigns a month, we haven't even talked about the third kind of email yet. If you're doing all of this stuff, mm -hmm. it's a full-time job. It's a specialization that somebody needs to really know how to do. Right. And so right. our solution as a software company that makes marketing software for independent agents, we have a email automation platform we call Amplify. Okay. And, and Amplify is it's really the simplest marketing automation platform you'll see. There's no workflows to build. There's no settings to tweak. You turn it on and then it goes to work. And so Amplify has a library of content about all these types of emails. So we have client education and outreach. We have emails that we send out for holidays and you know happy Valentine's Day. We have educational emails that send out after AEP what do you do if you have questions about your policy or aren't sure you got the right policy? We have those all set up and ready to go. And all agents need to do is tell us which products they care about. Okay. And then Amplify goes to work. And Amplify nice. goes out, helps retain your customers, sends your monthly newsletter out, sends out your campaigns, creates your landing pages, and then you just kick back and watch your customers get closer to you, watch your retention go up, watch your cross sales go up and just see opportunities show up in your inbox. Or if you want to, you can you can configure text notifications so you can be out and get notified. When, okay. When you, it's so fun to see. I talked to an agent last week who was using our platform or is using our platform. And we brought in 14 leads one day, kind of caught him by surprise. And because uh, one of leads. our- That's a 14, lot in one day. <laughs> 14, 14 in one day. Yeah. And you know he, he was okay with it, but he's like, oh yeah, I forgot this was going out. And this was because it's all running through Amplify. So nice. it's it's a nice alternative to becoming a full-time email marketer or hiring somebody or spending three days to do it, getting great results, and then just never being able to do it again because it took up too much time. Right. Like you said, it is effective and it is something that you want to continue to do because it helps to really create the foundation of a relationship that you just continue to build on as you send out more communications, but it is something that you have to continue doing. Before we get too much further into agent methods, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here as far as how we can get started and all of that. What about the third type of 
email marketing that we can use or that we should be using? I'm not going to escape. I can't say that's for the next podcast. The The third type is what we call life cycle emails. Okay. And these are things like policy anniversaries or renewal dates, um, okay. enrollment periods. You know, that's when it happens in the life cycle with the customer. So AEP, under 65, ACA plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, birthdays are also life cycle. And sending out these emails to your customers based on these events in their life cycle, their relationship with you, that's the third type. Okay. So bringing those birthday emails back in, but bringing them in with a purpose that they're mm-hmm. part of a larger strategy here. Yes. We kind of mentioned how you have this platform, Amplify, that it sort of runs itself. It kind of does the work for you. How does that work from the newsletter standpoint? How does it work to help with the content there? So we there's a lot more to Amplify than email marketing. Amplify also updates your blog. So we put a new blog post on websites on our platform. You get a new blog post every week. Okay. And we, we update your social media channels. So your Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter accounts get posts. And all of that content is is in that focus around education, engagement, mm-hmm. relationship building. So we're not okay. we're not pushing product there. And we use the content that we share through those channels to generate your newsletter. We do a really neat thing. I don't remember if I talked about it last time. We track your social media engagement. So we're our system, our software is posting to your Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter accounts every day. Okay. And we get to see, because we're a development partner for all three of those platforms, mm-hmm. what what your audience engages with. Mm-hmm. And every agent, it's kind of like a fingerprint. Every agent's customers are a little different. And often they're, you know, they came to that agent because of something about that agent. Some agents are super analytical and are all about, you know, percentages and, and numbers and those number details. Mm-hmm. And others are about relationships and family and people are drawn to you because of that. Right. So the kinds of content you share that's going to get your audience to respond is going to be very different for those two agents. Mm-hmm. And we're able to see the clicks and the engagement. And then we use that to customize what goes into each agent's newsletter. Okay. So I was just going to ask you about that. I would say odds are, you know, if I'm in this town over here and I hear that, you know, my competition in the next town over has discovered agent methods and is using their services like Amplify, well, how can I use that? But also if I'm using that, are we going to be essentially putting out the same content? And I think Mm -hmm. you pretty much answered that question that no, it's going to be a little bit different based on the nuances between kind of personalities, location, interest, and even kind of style of selling. Yes. Okay. So that's really cool. I like that a lot. Is there anything else that you wanted to add in there about Amplify? I think the magic of Amplify is that it really is almost zero configuration and it just works for you. And the important thing about like monthly newsletters and these campaigns and lifecycle emails is that you don't drop the ball. You don't stop. Right. All of my examples of those birthday emails and those unsubscribes on Unsubscribe Friday, those were from companies who who kind of dropped the ball the rest of the year. Right. It wasn't that I don't want to do business with them. It's just that they hadn't built that relationship. Right. So Amplify takes care of that. You know what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. that every month your newsletter is going to go out and the newsletters get great open rates, great engagement because of the way they're customized around what your audience cares about. Okay. Your campaigns are going to go out and it's going to go and generate stronger relationships, more educated customers and sales opportunities. Okay. And then the life cycle emails are going to go out. So you can go back to doing what you do best. 
Right. Which is which is helping your customers to have those conversations, to get face to face with people, answer those detailed questions and help them apply for that product they need and not have to worry about spending three days to go send that one email right, that you'd have right. to do if you're using those other platforms to do this. Right. If we would want to get started with Amplify, what is the next step or the call to action that you would <laughs> recommend, if you will? Yeah, so the, you, you put me on the spot. That's great. <laughs> if you go to agentmethods.com, you know, similar to emails, websites are the same way. If you litter your homepage with buttons, yes, it's going to be hard to be able to take the right step. Mm -hmm. So if you go to agentmethods.com, right there, you'll see a, a button to schedule a demo. Okay. And click on that button, you'll get to go to an online calendar where you can find a time to talk to our team. We can go over how our websites work, how Amplify works, and how we are helping agents like you see real results, significant results in sales growth. Right, right. We'll put that link in our episode notes so it'll also be an extra place that's easy to find. And hopefully agents will take you up on that offer. Is there anything else that you would like to, to mention to our agents as you as you have them here in front of you again. I really appreciate being here. Thanks everybody for listening and email works so well when done right. I believe every agent should be actively doing it because it works, it creates sales. Alrighty, well, thank you so much for your time today, Aaron. It was great having you back. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Aaron Cassover from Agent Methods. Always great chatting with him. If you'd like to learn more about Amplify, we have that link in the notes. And if you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to Aaron's first appearance on our show, Empowering Agents Through Technology. And if you like interview episodes like this one, let us know. You can rate and review our show on Apple and Spotify. We would love to hear what you think. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. We will see you next episode. At least you go through and you clean up your inbox. I don't do that. <laughs> I just get thousands of emails from people that I don't want to talk to.